Welcome again to Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to talk about what it's like to have depression and anxiety and sadness and malaise uh, as a more sensitive person. Empaths, living in this world, living in capitalism, living in the Western world, uh, unless you're from the East, of course, but we're all dealing with the same set of problems, and that is jerky people unfair jobs and just things that, that really just start to eat and chip away at our kindness and at our kinder gentler sensibilities and so that's what this is all about it's just about how we uh, empaths and, and regular uh, introverted kind-hearted people can arm ourselves with knowledge and, and wisdom and find ways to empower ourselves in a world that isn't always so friendly. And that's what this is all about. So strap in, grab yourself a drink, and please share this with people who you think it might uh, benefit. This is all about mental health. It's all about empaths. It's all about uh, regular working people and the real-life struggles of regular folk. That's who I'm here for. That's what I'm trying to do is empower regular folks so that they don't think that the world is uh, all against them you are not alone we are all dealing with this together empaths we gotta stick together and it's all about building my empath tribe so please strap in grab yourself a beverage and get comfortable and let's begin i'm afraid to uh push the record button because today i have a case of the morbs (laughs) And if you guys don't know what that is, uh, the word is derived from the word morbid. And it kind of just, you know, uh, speaks to my general sense of feeling down and downtrodden and feeling just a little, you know, a little depressed, a little down, a little sad. Uh, You know, it's just kind of uh, low and slow, you know, not every day can feel like super enthusiastic and stoked. And so today, what I wanted to do, ladies and gentlemen, is sort of really let you guys in on my world. Um, Because, you know, I know that I come off as this super enthusiastic and, you know, helpful and kind person. And yes, that is pretty much who I am in real life. You know, there's no phony stuff going on. As you guys know, I try to keep it real with you guys no matter what. Um, but but you guys maybe don't really understand to what extent I deal with um, just that sense of dread and that sense of uh, boredom and that sense of, God, what the hell, you know? And I get impatient and I get frustrated. And so I have a bunch of things that I have written here um, that are sort sort of going to help me guide me through this episode, but I really wanted this to be uh, straight shooting uh, without a lot of prep, um, not out of laziness, but because I wanted it to come off very real. And so I have some topics here that all sort of interconnect in terms of how empaths and how uh, hypersensitive people and how probably a lot of us regular <clears throat> intelligent people in general uh, whether you consider yourself an empath or not, how we deal with uh, what I call those filler days. You know, there's days that we remember and there's those days that kind of, <clears throat> you know, stay in our mind for a long time. The pictures and the images of uh, good times and 
Um, but then every once in a while, you know, and we have a lot of them. We have those filler days that just don't amount to jack shit. We can't get ourselves motivated. We can't get ourselves excited. Uh, it's, you know, lower and slower. <clears throat> and, um, even my voice is just a little scratchy today. You know, it's, uh, starting to get into that cooler weather. I've got my hoodie on and, uh, I'm trying to stay positive, but, uh, yeah, it's just one of those days where, uh, everything's frustrating me and I'm starting to feel like the world is turning into a big fake plastic bullshit society. And I hate that because, <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to promote positivity and I'm trying to show you guys through example, um, how to choose your battles and how not to let those things defeat you. And yet I let it defeat me. And so it's not about being a hypocrite. It's just, you know, life is real. We can't help always how we feel about things. And so I'm just going to go through this list and kind of talk about things um, <clears throat> in the most naturalistic way possible. Um, but, it, you know, uh, the first thing I have here is Psy Meh. And I, because depression and anxiety sounds like something that's very clinical. Um, I don't believe that I have any chemical imbalances. I don't believe that I have a bad attitude. Um, I, I tr I've tried very hard <clears throat> in just, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I try very hard, you guys, just to, to take everything that's shitty about life and shitty about uh, the way I feel and turn it into a, something positive. And, you know, and I think that's kind of where we get as we get older and wiser. We just kind of learn to deal with how shitty life can feel and how shitty people can be. Um, and that, you know, of course, scares a lot of people off because it's like, oh, we're not allowed to admit those things. But come on, let's get real. You know, um, people can be shitty. And so we'll go into some of these things. Uh, but the Psy Meh is kind of like uh, my, uh, the way I describe the morbs, you know, it's like uh, Psy Meh, you know, it's like nothing's really going wrong, but nothing's really going right. And that can lead to boredom. That can lead to um, uh, fighting off our own darkness. That can go into territory where you're sensing a lot of oppressive and regressive um, vibes and feelings out there. And um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I don't think I'm alone. And I know I'm not alone in that feeling of why the fuck is everybody so damn happy and excited all the time? <clears throat> and so... Uh, I'm going to start off by uh, reading to you guys something I wrote on Facebook. Um, most of the time, most people see anything beyond a paragraph. They're like, fuck that. I'm not reading that. You know, <laughs> So I've gotten used to being ignored because, uh, you know, uh, until I'm a big shit podcaster, no one's going to care about what I have to say. And that's just the unfortunate truth about society is we, <clears throat> as a culture, as a society, tend to measure people's um, worth and value in the words that they say. Uh, by how much money they have or by how good looking they are. And that's just bullshit, you guys, because there's a lot of regular folks out there doing really good stuff who, um, <clears throat> they're the heroes. They're the unsung heroes. They're the unspoken heroes, the pe regular people like our, you know, uh, medical staff who are dealing with COVID, um, regular folks that for all intents and purposes aren't famous, um, aren't, uh, beauty pageant models, you know, they're just regular fucking people 
uh, dealing with regular fucking things and um, bless their hearts because they are um, the, like I said, the, the pure souls out there that are doing the good work while, you know, the Jeff Bezos and all the celebrities are taking all the credit for everybody else's hard work. <laughs> that to sound cynical, but you know what I mean? Anyway, so I'm going to read this to you. Uh, doing well, just mildly dealing with some sigh and meh. Impatient, bored, and wishing things would get better sooner. So tired of things not happening fast enough. Then even this silly platform Facebook is never working right, making it feel like nobody ever sees anything anymore. I'm generally just tired of our stagnating, moody, insecure, and devolving culture not even trying to improve things, despite most people are simply done with their idiot jobs and the high cost of living and the general apathy and indignity to life anymore. That said, uh-oh, I screwed up. I, I lost my place. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Um, where did I, where did I leave off? I lost my place. You guys, this stupid thing. Yeah. Unscripted, you know, um, uh, here we go. Um, that said, I'm trying to stay in my comfort zone, stay in my happy place, trying to appreciate my blessings and those little thank goodness aspects about life. I'm not upset at any particular person or event. It's more of a generalized malaise as I've got this ability to see where we were, where we are, where we're going, and wondering why the hell things are so always so darn ridiculous and unbelievably hard for regular people and why there's never any real progress or movement at all anymore. Um, people will always invariably tell you to be patient. Uh, but at what point is it okay to say, hey, could we maybe get our shit together as a country again before I die of old age? I'm bored to tears with politics and our culture and the same old, same old bullshit. Tired of Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and all their billionaire bullshit and apathy. I'm sick to death of bad jobs, shitty politics, and all the dipsticks out there fighting each other over shit they most likely know nothing about, as we all endure the same status quo nothingness, pretending that we're so, so much better than they are when we're dealing with all the same problems. <clears throat> and generally irritating, dumb, and morally and intellectually lazy people as a whole. But I'm doing well. I'm cozy and trying to let go of all that stuff and let that... Uh, and let that... This simple, <laughs> I think I messed up there, and let this life be enough, this simple life, because at the end of the day, I like people when people aren't being jerky or selfish, uh, and I'm grateful to have a few good folks like you guys in my corner. <clears throat> I'm thankful for my friends, my fitness, my health, my family, and my slow-growing podcast. I'm glad things aren't 10 times worse. I've been running like a madman lately to get the stress, anxiety, and pent-up angst to go down. And my cardio is getting actually quite impressive. So I'm slowly growing into the person I want to be and outgrowing a stagnating world I cannot seem to understand or get any satisfaction from. Because it's not just growing, <clears throat> it's not growing fast enough or growing up enough to allow folks like me and you are trying very hard to find their niche, but often to almost no avail. 
I'm sure something will improve soon. You just got to keep hacking away at it. <clears throat> all that said, I'm in pretty good spirits, all things considered, and trying to stay chill, just trying not to get upset with all of the craziness and awfulness in the world, which all seems socially engineered to fuck with us, bent on breaking people's minds and spirits. But good things come to those who wait and, and, and who build good lives and good vibes. And I'm doing exactly that, the very best that I can. I'm just impatient and I'm bored with this place, bored with my choices and bored with the prevailing attitudes and mentalities out there. I'll be damned if it doesn't feel like this country is literally sabotaging regular people's happiness and chances as much as it possibly can. But for all of us regular people trying their best, we got to stay patient and keep on going, keep on believing and keep on doing. And sorry for the buzzkill. I'm just trying to get it off my chest. Uh, I'm going to enjoy my evening not thinking about any of those things and keep my eyes on the prize and on the good things I'm doing and the good people who don't have their heads up their ass. Uh, anyway, love y'all who still give a shit. Have a good evening, guys. And nobody sees my stuff anymore. I think Facebook, uh, their algorithm changes all the time. They're always trying to grow. And unfortunately, I don't think... Uh, you and I, the regular people who aren't paying uh, them money, uh, you know, we have a very low uh, algorithmic uh, sense of importance in, on their on their algorithm, and so we don't get very far. Um, and so, you know, maybe our we have great things to say, and we're good people, and we're positive people, but nobody sees it because either nobody wants to read more than one paragraph, or you know, uh, literally Facebook just doesn't seem to catch up with everybody and, and it's just too many people and too many things. And, you know, Facebook has their own agendas and all that, you know, but, um, anyway, um, so that's sort of something that I wrote the other day and yeah, that's how I feel. You know, I'm not going through some great depression. I'm not going through, um, <clears throat> the hardest time in my life. I'm just, Back where I always end up when I'm growing impatient, when I'm growing tired of things. Um, energetically sensitive people, empaths, introverts, um, generally intelligent people. <laughs> um, we all deal with these things. We deal with uh, oppressive and regressiveness uh, in our culture. We deal with weird people and weird vibes. Um, and we deal with fighting with our own darkness, you know, and um, uh, sometimes it's about, you know, trying to find uh, your humor in unfunny times, trying to find uh, your passion and your love and your excitement for life when sometimes you're not always feeling that, you know, and um, <clears throat> I, I just uh, I wanted to share with you guys uh, what happened to me the other day. So we got back from vacation a uh, couple weeks ago and you know how vacations are you always end up spending a little more money than you have and and so um it takes a month or two when you get back to sort of get back into the swing of things and get your finances you know smoothed out and back in order and um i got a call from my dentist because i'm getting a deep cleaning going and um she uh talked me into uh, doubling my appointment. They had had a cancellation. And so, uh, I said, yeah, sure. You know, let's do that. Um, and as I got to thinking about it, 
um, I, I, I really wanted to cancel because, uh, you know, they only pay, uh, insurance only pays 80%. And so you still have that 20% that you have to, you know, deal with. And while that doesn't sound like a lot when it's, you know, a big procedure, it can add up to a lot, especially when you're doing things, uh, every couple of weeks and, uh, you're paying 130, $150 each time, uh, can really start to add up. And so I called them after hours and I left a message just saying, um, that I, I, I wasn't comfortable doing this yet, but I know that they have a cancellation policy and, uh, and so then I called back again. I was like, you know what? I'll just use the credit card. Fine. You know, let's do it. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, that night, um, I've been not sleeping terribly great because I, when I get conscience, conscious, conscience laden, that's the word I ter- use for sort of, um, getting the morbs, you know, you start thinking very, um, deeply about life and your problems and your woes. <clears throat> and it kind of puts you in this weird, uh, beside yourself state, you know, and, um, and so I wasn't sleeping good. And so I, uh, about eight 30 in the morning, I, I was just tossing and turning. And so I called them. Um, and, um, I, I just told her I, I wasn't entirely comfortable using my credit card because we're trying right now to get everything in under control financially. And we're trying to make better decisions and, you know, all this. And, you know, instead of saying, oh, I understand or something like that, you know, she got upset because, you know, I had uh, basically canceled on them and uh, she didn't like that. And so she she mentioned this $45 fee that they're going to charge me if I don't come in. No, I understand. No, nothing. And, you know, uh, the words that my wife and my mom use were, is uh, learn to learn to read the room, lady. You know, when when somebody's, uh, you know, calling you at eight o'clock in the morning and trying to, you know, be nice and give you a heads up of what's going on. Um, at least they're trying. It's not like a no call, no show where you're just being apathetic. You're actually caring enough to let these people know what's going on. And so I really was struggling back and forth on how to pay for this. And, um, so she, she mentioned those things and I was just in one of those sort of moods where at first I was trying to make a joke out of it where I was like, well, maybe we could arm wrestle over it. You know, like we could arm wrestle whether or not you charge me $45. And then she just kept pressing it and she was being very cold. And I was like, ah, you know, I said, I said, I'd like to see you try. I'd really like to see you try to charge me $45. Let's see how that goes. You know, and, uh, it got weird, you know, and I admit I made it weird. Um, and usually I'm not like that. I'm usually very well behaved and I try very hard to be polite with people, but sometimes you start to see the difference that when people are being nice to you because, um, because they see what a good person you are and people being nice to you because it's socially acceptable. You know, we tend to put on these uh, kindness and politeness uh, facades when, uh, you know, when we don't know people very well because we don't want people to think we're weird. We don't want people to think we're awkward. We don't want people to judge us. And so we're polite. But when the mask comes off and you're forced to be real, um, a lot of times shit gets weird, you know, and... um 
And yeah, frankly, it got weird. And uh, I told her, I, you know, I said, you could charge me the $45 or you could simply not charge me the $45. How about that? You know, it's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, well, you know, you don't have to do it, you know, because I, I, I told her, I said, I don't respond well to threats and I don't respond kindly when people aren't considering my feelings. And I just said, you know, I said, I'd really like to see you try, you know, because if you charge me four to five dollars, I'm not paying it and I'm not going to come back if that's the way you're going to be, you know. And while I generally try to respect uh, appointments and such um, life, you can't 24 hours ahead of time uh, find, you know, um, know how you're going to feel the next day You or something comes up or your finances or whatever. There, you know, life happens. And so when they have these arbitrary rules set to punish us, uh, it pisses me off because frankly, you know, it's like, well, you could take those, the $45 from me and I could never come back again and you lose hundreds of dollars or you could work with me here because I'm a human being going through real shit and I need you right now to see me as a person, not just you know, dollar signs, you know? And so it just pissed me off. I was getting increasingly more upset. And so I kind of, I fucked things up (laughs) and I may or may not have ruined things with my dentist. Um, but the dentist loves me. He knows I'm a nice guy. We've talked about the podcast. He knows I'm a polite person. Um, but I, I think it just, it shocks people when they see that a guy like me, who's usually so polite and kind and decent, uh, can turn into kind of a jerk, you know, but I, but there's always a reason. I don't like people. I don't like treating people like that if I can help it. But <clears throat> when people, uh, it, don't acknowledge my hardship or don't acknowledge the situation or can't read the room correctly, can't read your, what you're going through and your pain and your struggle. And it's all about money, 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 money. It just pisses me off. And, and, and so we'll go into what I call society people in a second. Um, and how we deal with those people when we're going through it, especially as empaths and introverts and more sensitive people. Um, but yeah, she goes, well, at the end, she goes, well, you know, maybe we'll see you. Maybe we won't, you know, uh, have a good day. Bye. You know, it was like, she just want to get off the phone at that point. And, um, I reeled over it for an hour. I was talking to Rebecca and I was upset and I was like, I screwed things all up and all that. But then I talked to my mom later and she was like, you know what? Fuck them. She's like, go to my dentist. They're really nice. I was like, well, they're really nice too. She's like, yeah, but you know, there's a million dentists out there and it's life is short. And if they're not, you know, being, uh, behaving and, and, and thinking about you as a human being, it doesn't, you know, who cares, you know? And I, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those people that <clears throat> I have a hard time after something weird happens. Um, I just sit there and I beat myself up about it and I just sit there and I think, God, Brian, why did you do that? You know? Um, but then as I thought about it, you know, I go, you know what? I hadn't slept good. I'm not in a good place. Um, I have to take care of myself and my needs right now are more important than her silly little adherence to policy. You know what I mean? And so I, I finally let, let it go. And I'm like, you know what? They'll probably call in a month from now because I had mentioned 
that I just like a month or two to go by so our finances could get back in order and then we'll come back, you know? And, um, and so I have a feeling that while I did leave things a little up in the air with them, um, I, I think the dentist likes me and unless she's a very convincing person, I hardly doubt he's going to feel the way she feels about me. Um, I bet a month will go by and they'll probably call and say, Hey, are you going to come back in? <laughs> because think about it, you guys, who's got the more, who's got more leverage in that situation? The dentist who's going to punish you for canceling an appointment, uh, or the person who, um, is getting all the work done and paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars over time. You know, you have, you have more leverage, uh, than you think when it comes to dealing with these people. And a lot of times society people, as I call them, those are the people that have those nine to five jobs and they just forget about the humanity of things. And they just, they're, they're, they're robots. You know, they don't understand hardship. They understand their own hardship, but they have a hard time understanding other people's hardships. And so I call those people society people. They're the kind of people that we all deal with where it's just like, yuck, what is wrong with people? Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, yeah, I, I reeled from it for a while. And finally I came to the conclusion that, yeah, maybe I screwed things up. Maybe I was a little bit out of line, but you know, it, I was in the right. I was justified, you know? I mean, she could have been a little more polite about it. She could have been nicer about it. And I just, I just kind of like, you get so tired um, when you're not uh, living your best life, when things aren't going your way, um, when you're getting impatient and when you're getting to the point where you just need to see a few more uh, smiling faces and a few more people come around and behave themselves and be nice and be kind. And when, when you start to get that feeling like everybody's just fucking stupid and crazy and selfish and you know you 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 start to think that god maybe it's me you know maybe i'm just you know to this or to that um but at the end of the day no um human beings i don't care how sophisticated we become as a culture it doesn't change the fact that we are still human and we still have needs and we still have feelings and while we do need to toughen up in some ways we need to you know, put on our big boy pants, as they say on occasion. Um, at the end of the day, we cannot inherently change the fact that we are sensitive, you know, and we should learn to not be overly sensitive to the point where we take offense to every little thing. But when somebody's completely trying to railroad you and they're trying to barrel through you, they're trying to uh, bully you, or they're trying to uh, ignore you or your needs. Um, sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and it never feels good as an empath, as a sensitive person, as a gentle and quiet and loving soul uh, to have to get sort of, you know, curt with people, you know, um, and it does cause that social awkwardness. But the reason why it causes the social awkwardness is because, they fail to uh, realize that you're a person. And so she's probably all butthurt and me, 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 you know, whatever. But the point is, is that, you know, sometimes I'm the empath and sometimes I'm the soldier. You know, I'm a veteran. 
And uh, while I, I haven't had to uh, exercise my um, my my anger and my frustration and my strength in a long time, every once in a while I have to stand up for myself. And people are like, "Whoa," you know, because they don't see it coming because they're so used to you being polite. Uh, and that reminds me of a story uh, when I was a chef when I was working out at. Uh, this uh, army base. I was uh, uh, the lead chef in a in a program for um, troubled youth. Uh, it was called the Grizzly Program, <clears throat> and um, uh, my two helpers were these really nice guys that would come in and help you with the salad bar and help you with some of the tertiary uh, things and help you get the meal set out because we were cooking for several hundred people, and I only had myself to do a majority of the work, and so. Uh, it was a, a father and son. They were Latino. Um, but I was always very nice to them. I was always very polite, you know, because that's who I am. But um, this one day, I just had enough, you know. They weren't doing what they needed to do. We were running out of time, and they were asking me stupid questions. And so I got, I got upset, and I said, you know, you've been here for seven months now. Uh, you don't need me to wipe your fucking butt for you, you know. And that's all I said. And they got all butthurt and they called my boss, the, the boss and was telling them all this stuff. And I, and I, you know what I said to them afterward? I said, first of all, I'm sorry. You know, I'm under some pressure and, uh, you know, there's a lot of schoolwork I got to catch up with and blah, 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 you know, and I, and I apologize. And I was very sincere about that apology because I do like them and I didn't mean to, uh, be cruel to them, <clears throat> but. I said, you know, if I was always a dick, like Gordon Ramsay or something, people would kiss my ass. And that's the problem is that when you're a good person, when you're a nice person, when you're not a nice person, people think you're off your meds. People think you're crazy. They think you're drunk. They think you're, you know, uh, bipolar or something. But it's like, you know, nice people are allowed to get upset too, you know. And so um, I've just learned that a lot of people's politeness and kindness really is just uh, their way of avoiding an awkward situation. They really don't care about whether or not you're uh, struggling or, or, or happy or what. And so um, while it may feel awkward in the moment to stand up for yourself, you really have to learn that a lot of people out there are only nice to you because, uh, you know, because it, because it's it's transactional. There's no actual um, love or kindness uh, coming from a good place in their heart. And so, yeah, they, they, they think that um, they can just um, railroad you and treat you any way they want. And so that's the thing that you have to learn when you're a sensitive person is that sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. And sometimes that'll go against your values. It'll go against your um, typical behavior and people will think you're crazy or think you're, you know, messed up in the head or something. It's like, no, it's just like, but when people treat you like you're just a means to an end and you have no value other than, and the only reason why they're being polite to you in the first place is because they don't, they want to avoid social awkwardness. And, and that is just not a good enough reason to be polite. You know, we all try to be polite with each other and we all try to, you know, create as few waves as possible. But sometimes, sometimes it's just plumb necessary to stick up for yourself. And that can 
inherently cause people to not like you all of a sudden. So the dentist, I don't know if I have a future with them or not. Um, on the one hand, you know, time has a way of uh, mending most uh, most things. And hopefully, you know, maybe they'll call me in a month and just say, hey, you know, we're not going to charge you the $45. We want you to come back in, blah, blah, blah. Or they're going to stick to their guns and say, we don't want you as a, as a patient anymore. And I'll say, fine, I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, because the truth is, is that my mom, like she said, there's dentists everywhere, you know. And and so we really have to learn in a, in a sociopathic, um, yuppie business society to uh, stand up for our own rights. And sometimes it gets weird. I try very hard not to make it weird. But every once in a while, when you're trying to be um, good to people and then they just simply um, change uh, on you and, you and the real true motives come out, uh, it can upset you. And, and what you say and do in those moments when you learn that somebody is actually not as caring or kind or nice or decent as they as they seem to be, um, it can be very upsetting to a sensitive person. It's like, geez, you know, I really did think you were a good person, but maybe not. Maybe this whole thing is an act for you. Um, and so my dentist, I hope it works out. You know, I'm sure she doesn't like me anymore. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is so fucking what? I don't like people who treat me uh, as a means to an end. I don't like people who try to railroad me. I don't like people who treat me uh, in a robotic and unfeeling way. And it did offend me. And so, um, you know, she needs to learn how to read the room. And, and we all, we should all, when somebody's telling you, this is what I'm going through and these are my hardships, um, acknowledge that. Just simply acknowledging their feelings and their life has value can go a very long way into um, softening any blows that you may have to, um, you know, talk about when you're dealing with people. It's just like when, like, say, a boss is uh, reviewing a uh, employee, you know, tell them, hey, we think you're great and this and that and this, but this is what you need to work on, you know? Um, and, and frankly, I don't like that review whole, that whole review process anyways, because who the fuck are you as a human being? I've seen these people's houses. I've seen these people's lives and they're going to put themselves in a position where they're 10 times dumber than me, 10 times more disorganized than me. They're going to, they're in the position to judge and review my life and my performance. So I have a problem with <clears throat> hierarchy. I have a problem with people being in charge of us. A lot of people think I get attitude from that, but I do. It's not, you know, I believe that we have to have law enforcement. We have to have authority figures. We have to have uh, political leaders and things like that. Those things in and of itself don't bother me. Um, but I am a true egalitarian when it comes to human rights and human dignity and human decency. Um, the, the whole hierarchical uh, system um, basically only exists to make others seem more valuable and important while uh, other people are less important. And that's why I get tired of billionaires and their space race bullshit. And I get tired of uh, celebrity culture. Um, and while I like a lot of celebrities, I get tired of the zeitgeist of pop culture because it all feels so like they're making all this money and here you are struggling simply to live 
and nobody, nobody's coming to your rescue. Nobody's coming to your aid. Nobody's even trying to give you a hug. And it makes you really feel like shit. You're like, God, man, what, what happened? What happened to the days when people could be kind and good and make, and, and, and sort of, um, just acknowledge, you know, we used to have like a, a sixth sense about other people hurting. And we, you, when you see people hurting, um, your instinct shouldn't be to pile on and hurt them worse. Your instinct should be to hug them or to treat them with dignity and, and try to get them to feel better, you know? And so I have a problem with sociopaths and unfortunately, uh, capitalism and business and corporatism, uh, all sort of exist in that, uh, uh I've, I've talked about it before that, that, um, uh, dark triad set of traits of, uh, Ma- Machiavellianism and, and psychopathy. Um, uh, and, um, it's just, it's unfortunate. We have to live in a world where there's sociopaths running everything because i mean look at look at the mess look at the messes out there look at all the people like we drive on this freeway and we see tent cities where people don't have homes anymore and uh the companies and businesses and apartments they're tone deaf they start raising rents when they should be lowering rents um we we see um one half of our political system completely going off the rails uh they act like they're the the blue jean and beer party when really they're sticking up purely for the rich. And we know that because of the tax breaks that uh, the Trump tax cuts uh, policy uh, went into effect a couple of years ago. Um, it doesn't help any regular people. And so don't listen to people's words. Um, listen to their actions, you know, because actions speak louder than words. So that's my uh, awkward dentist story. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk more about, uh, being an empath. Uh, I, I'm an empath, but I'm also a 47 year old dude. And I'm also, um, a, a soldier and, and former EMT. I'm a veteran. Um, and it doesn't get a whole lot tougher than being a veteran. Um, and, and so, uh, yes, I do have a, a touch of PTSD. Sure. Yes. I have a little bit of a, a, a sadness and, and, and anxieties that come up, impending thoughts of doom, as I've mentioned on uh, previous shows. Um, and all that's normal. And that's the thing I'm trying to get you guys to understand is that be, feeling um, discouraged and impatient uh, is normal. And, and the thing that really is getting to me in our society is dealing with uh, the obvious, overt, regressive and oppressive system that is continually trying to uh, chop us down. You know, uh, the cost of living keeps getting higher. uh, Rules keep getting stricter. uh, Police officers are getting crueler. uh, You know, it's just becoming a mean, cruel, asshole world out there. And while, of course, we should not generalize about all of it, um, it is becoming an asshole world, and that's where I want to write a book called um, The World is a Sociopath, because I do generally believe uh, that when you have a, a lot of businesses and corporations who have a lot of money, um, they're just their agendas are so far removed from regular people, you know, and it's like the whole space race thing. Um, you know, we were watching a thing yesterday about 
um, different forms of propulsion for space travel and how far and how long it would take on each form of combustion. And the truth of the matter is, is that every form of combustion that we have currently from chemical engines to um, solar, uh, solar, uh, what do you call it? Uh, riding solar winds uh, through solar sails, <clears throat> all the forms of combustion that we have, all the forms of, of engines that we have for space travel um, would take us 35 to 45 years just to get to Alpha Centauri, which is uh, at the edge of our solar system. So imagine how long it would take if we had to get to another planet or how long it would take to get to a, lot of a planet inhabiting life. And um, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I love space travel. I love NASA. I'm all about it. I wear NASA t-shirts. I'm all into Star Trek. And <clears throat> I love it. It's just everything about it. The futurism, the um, kindness, the more evolved sensibilities. Everything about it just appeals to me. Um, but here's the thing, you guys. Like recently, you know, and I've talked about this, you know, we saw William Shatner got uh, went to space with Jeff Bezos's uh, money, you know, and I'm fine with that because he's an old guy and he's Star Trek. And so it's like, here you're 90, but we wanted, you know, it's fine. And like, whatever, you know, do I feel like these people have, um, they could be using their money uh, more wisely and helping our society. Absolutely. But, you know, I have nothing against um, the space uh, race and, and, and learning and growing in our uh, aeronautical pursuits. But here's the thing. It's completely tone deaf to the realities of the world anymore. I mean, we're now seeing where uh, the vast majority of people, 70 to 80% of all people in this world, not to mention just here in America and in the West, um, are only $400 away from total financial ruin. So, Imagine, you know, when you start to see the unemployment numbers and you start to see um, this push and pull with corporate America and jobs, uh, now they're all finally, you know, acquiescing like, okay, and they they raise their wages to uh, attract people to their jobs um, because, frankly, people are sick and fucking tired of bad jobs. They're sick and tired of bad jobs. They're sick and tired of bad treatment. They're sick and tired of uh, go nowhere situations because it doesn't lead to anything. It doesn't feel like we're going anywhere. And once you've, you know, gotten a job, you want it to feel like you're, you're loved. You want to feel like you're appreciated. But most importantly, you want to feel like, um, you know, it's going somewhere that there's a destination to this, you know? Uh, let me grab a sip here, guys. Got my iced coffee. Yes, the chocolate chip cocoa. Mm. Anyway, sorry about that. But we all want to feel like um, our, our, our life has some form of meaning and value. And when corporations and politicians sort of um, push this narrative that people are just lazy and moochers and all that, it's like, fuck you, man. You know, because the truth is, is that what's happening is that our corporations and our politicians and all the people that make all the big decisions that form this life, this physical universe we live in, 
They're the ones that form our infrastructure. They're the ones that set all the rules and standards. Um, when none of them care, you know, it feels, it's like, wow, we're just lambs to the slaughter. Every single regular person that wasn't born in wealth, we're just being used. We're just being manipulated. And, um, while I do believe there are some jobs where you can sort of, um, find uh, some form of happiness in it, despite its imperfection. Um, we all have to work. We all have to do something. Um, you know, that's why I'm so grateful for like Rebecca. At least she has a group of people that don't mistreat her. Um, her boss treats her well. And that goes a long way, especially when you work for a corporation whose policies um, are engineered to make you feel like shit. They're engineered to uh, exploit and take advantage of you. And so we're just seeing a world that's becoming less and less sustainable. And instead of talking about it, instead of doing something about it as a culture together, we're all sort of just feigning happiness. And so when you say real shit on Facebook, everyone's like, oh, here we go again. Brian's going crazy. No, Brian's not going crazy. The world's going crazy. And I'm just one of the few people who have the cojones to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because we should all be working together. Um, people power is the greatest power we have. And when everybody sort of goes dark, goes silent, ignores the problems, uh, they win. They win. And so that's kind of what's happening. And I don't mean to sound negative. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in this world still. But if you want to fight systemic injustice and inequality, you have to do something. You have to become an activist of sorts. You know, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, go and sit in the snow and have a protest sign, you know, but how you vote, getting the word out, uh, being a part of coalitions that are trying to better uh, jobs, better uh, our economy with more progressive and, and uh, just just creating a more equal society, you know, because it's not about, hey, let's go be socialists, you know, because, um, you know, cap capitalism is what we have. It's what we got. And we're kind of stuck with it. And so how do we create a society uh, where the haves versus the have-nots doesn't become this sort of culture war? And, that, and, and that's really where a lot of our politics now comes from. And the left and the liberals and the progressives, they're the ones that all sort of want uh, more, uh, a better pay, a better health care, um, better treatment of regular folks. And the right, not all of them, but the right has this sort of status quo mentality of, oh, let's not rock the boat. Oh, we're going too far here. And, you know, unfortunately, there's just a lot of dirty tricks and deceptive uh, qualities in our body politic. And it's creating a lot of... Um, just left versus right nonsense, rich versus poor nonsense. And unfortunately, you know, it's hard to ignore. It's hard to stay neutral because if you have money, you probably have an opinion about it. If you don't have money, you have an opinion about it. And so we're all sort of trying to uh, find our way through this world and make it a better society. Because when you start to think about like democracy, um, there are countries in Europe who are doing it better than us. They have universal health care. Uh, they have uh, better jobs. They have free college. They have all these great things. And we treat our progressives in this society like they're a bunch of kooks. And yet, when you look at other countries, 
uh, most Democrats are quite centrist compared to the leftists in other countries. And so we really have to start um, seeing the bigger picture and get out of our entrenched camps of right versus left, rich versus poor, haves versus have-nots, and start seeing the world in terms of what can we do to form coalitions and um, get the word out and educate people on what's really going on so that we really can create a democracy we can be proud of, where we can have um, jobs that we can and opportunities for all people. And so my getting back to the whole space program thing, um, yeah, I love all that. But the truth is, is that we are not in our lifetime and or in several lifetimes, we're not going to find E.T. out there. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. We don't have the technological prowess for it to happen. And so while I'm, I think we should never abandon outright our um, love and joy of, uh, of space science and space travel, um, we have to be pragmatic and we should live in a society where we can create more opportunities and more fairness for regular people before we start spending hundreds of billions of dollars on um, flights of fancy that honestly are not going to get us to the next level because uh, the truth is, is that, you know, like I was t- telling you about this, um, telling you about this show, uh, the show was talking about the different propulsion systems. And so at the end, they're kind of like that we, we may not know something about physics uh, that is preventing us from getting to where we need to be in terms of space travel. Uh, like Star Trek, you know, they can hit warp drive and warp drive can send you going many, many, many times faster than the speed of light. And while that's all theoretical, uh, chances are um, it's probably not something that we can do. And so what is more likely the case is that time and space, um, there's probably multi dimensions that we're unaware of where we can end up somewhere else in time and space without having to go there the long way, you know, just physically traveling there with a rocket or something. We have to find ways to um, sort of like a loop, like a, like a wormhole. We have to find uh, shortcuts, if you will. And um, so chances are uh, if we're being visited by aliens, if we're, if UFOs actually are, um, extraterrestrial chances are they're probably not just flying very fast getting here they probably have found some wormhole or some shortcut or some way of of breaking through into a different dimension of time and space that is allowing them to do that in a way that's uh, much faster and much easier um, because even if we could travel uh, the speed of light uh, it would still take us uh, generations to get to uh any uh where that would be considered some place where uh you know alien life would could exist you know so it's 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 kind of like i love it and it's great but um we've we are at the point technologically as the human uh, species where we need to start getting real practical um, we're in a society now where we're losing our grips on uh, good jobs and sustainable living. Uh, we've got landfills that are filling up. Our skies are being scorched with carbon 
monoxide and uh, smog, uh, our rivers and streams. Uh, we've got droughts going on. Um, and uh, while it may be convenient to sort of get caught up in that nostalgic, hey, I want to drive my Dodge Charger and I want to, you know, live like Easy Rider and shit. Um, the truth is, is that we have to start making bold changes into the future. And how do we do that? You know, we, we've got to get away from our addiction to fossil fuels. We have got to start uh, creating a society that um, reprioritizes what's important. And so even though I love space travel, <clears throat> um, you know, that is probably, I think we've hit as much as we're going to hit in terms of what we can gain from it, you know, because we have um, robots and drones and satellites that are going off taking photos for us and all that is good stuff. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that because that is certainly better and safer than having to use, um, uh, getting people to have to blast off that far away from space. Uh, it, it's dangerous and we're not very good at it yet. And so it's a good thing. And we're learning a lot from those things. And so that's all great. I love it. But uh, we're living in a society now where, um, like I said, 80% of our culture uh, doesn't know where their next meal's coming from, doesn't know, have doesn't have any money to save up for the future. And so we have to start reprioritizing. And that's why I get so fucking mad at uh, politics, because not only are they not acknowledging the urgency of now, but... We have uh, some people uh, on, uh, on both parties, but especially on the Republican Party, who just are flippantly ignorant, f trying to trick people, trying to downplay uh, the importance of, of, of bettering our culture and bettering our infrastructure so that we can have more jobs and more opportunities so that the world that we live on can actually sustain the amount of people we have living on it. And there are ways, dude, like the, you know, the big Lebowski, there are ways, dude, there are ways that we have the, the, the means we have the finances, we have the technology to create a planet, uh, that, uh, is, uh, going into that great, uh, future, um, where we can be uh, optimistic. But the reason why I think so many people are dealing with the case of the morbs is because nobody feels like we're going in the right direction. And we don't have uh, politicians and, and, and companies and uh, corporate leaders who understand the urgency of now. They don't have the seriousness to really tackle the real problems. And so if we're going to become a society obsessed with football and beer drinking and all the uh, social aspects of life that make life fun, hey, that's fine, but we have to start really tackling what's important. And right now, what's not important is uh, blasting William Shatner into fucking space. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> it's neat, and it makes a fun story, but it's completely, um, it's tone deaf. It's completely ignoring the greater uh, uh set of problems that we face as a species. And so um, I try very hard in my politics and, and policy and my thinking to not be left versus right, you know, because that's what happens is like the left, you know, eh, you know, and then the right, eh, you know, it's all these echo chambers. And <clears throat> I think our problems uh, could all be solved with just best 
practices, just best practices, doing the right thing. So anyway, um, so yeah, going on to, to, you know, finish a tie the, a bow on this uh, whole rant of mine. <laughs> um, our society is, is losing its ability, uh, to feel functional. And that means that it feels like the, uh, the, the patients are running the asylum. Where did our adults go? Where did our mature thinkers go? Where did all of our uh, people of conscience go? And we can all sit around and be silly and foolhardy and have fun. Um, there comes a time where we have to start eating our fucking broccoli. We have to start addressing real problems. And while I do feel um, there's a lot of stories out there, you know, scientific uh, studies and um, <clears throat> progress uh, that we can feel very proud of as a species, um, a lot of it is incremental and it's not going to solve the fact that we have politicians who don't give a shit if we're breathing air in 12 years. And uh, that's a problem. When you start politicizing uh, life and death situations uh, to get people to, um, you know, hate on progress, hate on functionality, hate on those who want to do the hard things like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to get rid of your uh, gas guzzler for an electric car. Hate hate to break it to you. You know, like, I like real gas guzzle, gas cars too, but if they can create an electric car that can go as fast as a Dodge Charger or something, hey, man, you ain't missing nothing, you know? So long as it can get me from A to B and uh, still perform well, I believe that we need to start sinking all of our money and resources into sustainable technologies and quickly, 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 we need to start transitioning out of fossil fuels and out of all the things that are killing this planet. Um, and that's where my darkness comes from. That's where any intelligent person, a sensitive person's uh, sense of dread comes from, is that we don't have a society that knows how to function anymore. And um, I don't know, man. I don't have the answers and it's scary because we're every day you turn on the TV and Fox news is just trying to trick everybody into crying about their rights, white privilege, white grievance. Like I don't have a lot. I'm a white guy. I don't have a ton, but I don't blame it on Brown people. And I certainly don't blame it on uh, conservatives I blame it on a society that forgot how to function. Greed begats greed. And greed, uh, you know, it's just creating a society where there's just too many people that have money. And while it's easy to get uh, swooned by their beauty and their swagger and their coolness, um, at the end of the day, um, we've got to stop uh, sacrificing uh, fashion or function, fashion for function. You know what I mean? Function. We need a functional society. So anyways, we'll get off that topic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got that. I got that. A mistaken kindness is weakness. So um, a lot of people just assume when you're a kind-hearted, gentle person and you're a shy, quiet person, you're, you know, you're pragmatic and you're sensible um, that you're incapable of, of being um, tough. 
And uh, I deal with that a lot. And I think what it is is a lot of people, they see my uh, gentle mannerisms and they see my kind heart and they assume that I'm just some stupid idiot or some pushover. And, um, and the truth is, is that, you know, I've had to stand up to people before and uh, it makes life feel awkward in the moment. But, you know, if you don't stand up for yourself, um, you're only going to get this, the, the bare minimum out of life if you don't start fighting for your own value. You know, and that's what it's all about. It's not about causing problems. It's not about making waves. It's not about dividing people uh, socially or socioeconomically or politically. Um, it's about, you know, best practices. Like I said, I, I say that all the time. There's really only one universal correct thing in life for every problem. Every problem has a solution and every solution uh, should be addressed as far as what is universally the best solution. And while we can quibble about the nuances of different solutions for different problems, um, we have to start getting into this idea that there is only one right answer. And we got to stop getting tricked like Fox news does into tricking us into thinking that we need to spend all this time uh, thinking about, you know, the border and border security and all this like, yes, we, but we have all that. It's all in place. Those systems are safe and sound. They're not going anywhere. Our systems are all there. And so they, you know, when election season starts coming around, it's like, Oh, we got to We got to start scaring white people about Brown people again. Uh, the roving caravans, here they come. And the, the truth of the matter is that it, those problems never went away. So, yes, we do need a comprehensive immigration reform. We need a much more sensible solutions to um, fight uh, systemic inequality. We need to create opportunities for people. Um, but right now, um, what we're seeing is the, 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 the tail is wagging the dog. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> Facebook and Amazon and and all these mega corporations and the fossil fuel industry and the pharmaceutical industries, they have all the money and they have all the lobbyists and they have all the power and they have Citizens United. So now uh, corporations are people and that gives them power in politics that we never had before. Um, and we even have intellectuals who don't see where the line should be drawn. So you, when you have judges and Supreme Court justices and all these people that are supposed to be these intellectuals who cannot see where right and wrong should be. It's like, oh my God, we are fucking doomed. I mean, whatever happened to common sense? I mean, a good example is that uh, that Kyle Rittenhouse trial, that guy, that kid who's shooting people with his AR-15 like a moron. Um, <clears throat> the guy, the, the judge in the things uh, in his trial said, uh, we can't... Re refer to um, uh, rioters as victims, as looters, as victims. It's like, fuck you. Like right there, that should have started a mistrial because now we're seeing that he has right-leaning tendencies and he's not going to be objective. <laughs> it's like, or like seeing um, border patrol officers wearing Trump hats on duty. Not recently, but back in the day. It's like, really? Like, we have become a society where there's no such thing as adults anymore. And so who has the authority, who has the power to force our systems to act right? 
you know, when you have, um, for example, a guy who gets more less jail time for murdering a black guy on live television than somebody who, you know, you know, tax fraud or any number of crimes, marijuana charge or something like that. When he's getting less time than people with much lesser charges, it means that there's something inherently fucked up about our system. And, and, um, you know, we can all cry about it and all that. And, you know, and we, I've talked about choosing our battles. We shouldn't let everything upset us, but, the point is, is that there are very real reasons why smart people, sensitive people, and empaths are feeling like we're living in a weird, 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 weird society. Because we are. We are. Um, a lot of people just don't know where um, the line should be drawn, and that's unfortunate. Anyway, uh, let me go here. I'm almost through. I've got a couple more things to tell you. Um. Uh, dealing with oppressive people, like I said, stand up for yourself. Um, people in this world are inherently, uh, they can be mean and cruel because they've learned that meanness and cruelness um, and bitchiness, uh, the Karens out there, if you will, they, they've learned to get their way. Um, and we've rewarded that behavior um, by acquiescing to their bitchiness. Um, and so intellectually, we should be standing up to people who are not right. Um, let's see what else here. Um, so yeah, mistaking kindness is weakness. You know, a lot of people do it. Um, a lot of people might, uh, think you are a pushover because you're kind and you're gentle and you're emotional and you live, you have a rich emotional life. Do not let that upset you. Um, just stand up for yourself when you have to. And if it causes awkwardness, it's all right. It's a big world. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. There's many, many different uh, people out there. And if you lose one because they're not uh, uh, treating you well, they're not acknowledging your um, your right to exist, etc. cetera, um, it, it hurts. I'll, I'll admit it hurts. But realize that um, nobody in this world but your mama and perhaps your dog and cat and perhaps your wife or husband but not a lot of people really truly have our backs. And while they may seem to have our backs occasionally, uh, the truth is that we're born into this world alone and we die in this world alone, virtually. Um, there's a few people we can trust, but for the most part, um, do not ever think that your Facebook friends give a fucking shit about your problems. They They may care in a very general sense and um but usually it, it just gives it just open it gives them an opportunity to show you how smart they are they want to give you advice um they care more about sounding smart than they care about um caring and and, and seeing you as a person and acknowledging your pain um because life is hard and it does hurt and we should uh, try very hard not to give people advice that we ourselves can't take. And we should very, be very hard to be um, just real with people, you know, because um, I think everybody nowadays just <clears throat> is getting to that point where everybody's trying to sound smarter than everybody else. And everybody's trying to be bigger and badder and bolder and, than everybody else. And everybody's trying to be famous and everybody's trying to get theirs. Um, and that can create a lot of problems and tension and a lot of um, superficial mentalities. Um, and so, yeah, I deal with that a lot. You know, it, it may sound funny coming from a podcaster, 
But I'm not trying to change myself for you guys. I'm not trying to become the latest, greatest comedian. I'm simply trying to do uh, what I feel is right. And uh, sometimes what's doing right, what's right isn't always doing what's popular. And so really get yourself into that understanding that sometimes shit goes bad and you lose friends. Um, I lost a friend uh, a couple, uh, a year ago uh, simply because um, she was telling me about the end of times and her religion was teaching her that stuff. And, uh, and she, uh, I was telling her that, you know, I don't get into Trump and get on Trump because of some liberal agenda. I am worried about Trump ruining our society and creating a fascist dictatorship where we don't have rights and we don't have uh, equality and where rich people pay less in taxes than their secretaries. That is bullshit. And so we should be fighting systemic injustice and equality, but in a way, hopefully, that, uh, you know, is empowering people. Um, and we should not see each other as the enemy. Um, this is a battle of ideas, not a battle of people. This is not a war that we can win. Um, even if you have uh, the, 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 all the, the truth on your side, um, you're not going to get people, especially arrogant people, especially idiotic people, especially aggressive, overly um, bold and, and crazy people to uh, admit their errors, the, the, to admit the error of their ways. And so don't even try. Um, just try to be your own kind self and do the best you can and stay in your lane. You know, that's what I said. Um, staying in your comforts, staying in your, uh, in your loves and passions, trying to drown out, make your joys louder than your woes, you know, and that's, that's what it's all about. Um, let me go over my list one more time. Let's see. Uh, oh, so as an empath, um, sadness, anxiety, um, depression, anxiety, uh, all that can change your energy. And so when you're an empath, you know, I always say energy is intention. When you come off hateful, uh, you will, um, <clears throat> you will, you will be judged for being hateful. If you come off strong, a lot of times people will see you as strong. If you come off weak, people are going to see you as such. And so how can you maintain your uh, energetically um, sensitive and kind sensibilities in a world that doesn't like to play by the rules, doesn't like to play nice, doesn't like to play fair? Um, that is not an easy answer. But I think it starts at... Um, Simply being yourself and choosing your battles because you will not win when you let everything upset you. Um, and while we all get that way from time to time, um, we have to tell ourselves that this is an imperfect world. And um, the hardest thing for me really is getting used to injustice and inequality. I cannot stand inequality. And, and um, the hardest lesson for me is learning that life isn't fair. Um, and I think that's what attracts people to religion and God is uh, that we want somebody out there to be our cosmic uh, justice, um, to be some, an arbiter of, of cosmic justice because life is not fair. And we want the people who are hurting us, that are hurting the world to get their justice. We want good people to win in the end. Um, and But unfortunately, life isn't always like the movies. And so... Um, we have to coalesce. We have to come together. We have to start a coalition of like-minded individuals who may defer in politics a little bit here and there and may 
we're all different. We all think differently. We all uh, respond differently to things. But at the end of the day, it's about uh, coalescing into a a group of people, of like-minded people. And so that's what my empath tribe's all about. That's what a, uh, my friend, he's he's a part of the People's Party. It's all about getting like-minded people together to uh, really tackle our world's problems. Because when we see the superficiality of life and people, <clears throat> um, they're manipulating you. You know, all these sexy girls on Instagram, they don't love you, man. They're just trying to get famous uh, doing their thing, you know, and, uh, while I do not shame sex workers, I do not shame uh, models. I do not shame people's sexuality. Um, the truth is, is that know the difference between them, uh, liking you and, (laughs) and them just simply using you, you know, because that's the problem is that we're all trying to get a piece of the pie. And in doing so, um, we all risk hurting each other on the process, stepping on the backs of the poor, stepping on the backs of uh, the downtrodden, taking advantage of people, using people, being Machiavellian, uh, taking advantage of people's weaknesses, etc. Um, there are ways, <clears throat> once you really learn who you are and what you're all about, there are ways to uh, enjoy this life and to gain success where you don't have to compromise your values. You don't have to compromise your morals. Um, it's not about being a goody two-shoe. Um, learn to be tough when appropriate. Um, learn to forgive yourself quickly when you fuck up. And learn that uh, there is a vast difference uh, between people being nice to you for the sake of social uh, conformity uh, and, and, and expediency and people being nice to you because they actually care. Um, and, and sometimes though, you know, like if you tell people and you're coming from a honest and direct place, um, sometimes you might be able to get people to say, oh yeah, you know, I didn't see it that way. And I'm sorry, you know, um, you know, right now, uh, my doctor, uh, she, um, I'm having a little bit of, uh, trouble sleeping and staying asleep. Sometimes I'll, I'll fall asleep. Okay. Uh, and then three, four hours later, I'm up and I can't seem to get back to sleep. And so I was telling her that the military uh, sort of trained my body to learn to uh, overreact to fatigue, where the, the more fatigue you give it, the, the more my body just says, I can deal with that, you know? And so I have a very difficult time sometimes um, simply uh, going to sleep and staying asleep. And so I told her that I'm taking this and I'm doing that. And um, I'm trying to stay fit and healthy and I don't want to put a lot of weird drugs in my body, blah, 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 and that sleeping pills don't work and all that. And so I want something that I can take on occasion that just replicates that feeling of exhaustion and grogginess and tiredness. So you can just lull yourself into a nice, gentle sleep. And uh, her uh, advice was taking melatonin and I had to tell her, well, I already take that. Um, and then she's like, well, if you want to you know, we're going to have to see you in an appointment if you, if we're going to go into this more. And I said, okay, well, whatever we have to do, you know, um, but that's sort of the problem, you know, and that's the last thing I'll talk about is, um, uh, doctors, uh, lawyers, uh, pe- people who have important jobs, um, they have a tendency to make everybody else feel stupid, you know, and I realize that doctors have to deal with morons all day long, Um, But it hurts your feelings and it upsets your sensibilities when you're going through something emotional and personal 
and you're given the robotic treatment from doctors or from whoever. Um, and I think that's why I got upset at the dentist. And that's why I got upset with my doctor. But with my doctor, you know, she wasn't trying to be rude. It was just kind of like giving me cookie cutter solutions. And then that's why I had to explain to her, listen, um, I'm not your normal like person. I have a background as an EMT. I understand pharmacology and, uh, and, and I'm not uh, drug seeking. I'm simply trying to uh, find a way uh, to battle uh, the, the fact that I have fibromyalgia and the fact that um, as I get older, my sleep quality is just going down. So she's like, well, here, read this stuff about, you know, there's a, she's all, there's a thing called sleep hygiene and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I already know that. Like, in other words, they treat everyone like we're uneducated. They treat everyone like we're stupid. And so um, I think that's why everybody now is just sort of so defensive and so, you know, just jumping the gun on each other because we are all sort of uh, trying to find validation and find a good, good, uh, goodness and kindness and decency um, in a world where, you know, people just love giving us shit, man. And, and it's so easy when the bad egg sort of um, just sort of dictate how everybody else is treated, you know, if everybody's dumb and naive and stupid, <clears throat> well, then uh, you get lumped in that as well. And I think there's a lot of smart, good, quality people in this world who are pure of heart, working hard, doing their best. Um, and so we should really try to acknowledge uh, those good people who are doing good work, you know, despite their imperfections. You know, when I see a person who's working a job they don't like, um, you know, they maybe they work in retail, but they're not in some power position. They're not in some high pollutant job. Um, I give those people respect because uh, being in retail doesn't make you stupid. Um, not wanting to go to med school or not having the finances to become a doctor doesn't make you stupid in and of itself. And so, frankly, I am very, very tired of living in a society <clears throat> that just can't behave itself. It just treats us all like stupid morons. And, and, and it's, it's getting to the point where you can't get any real satisfaction. <laughs> so don't look for it. You know, you have to validate yourself. You have to know your own value and you have to learn to stick up for yourself in ways that uh, might not always be so socially acceptable. And uh, while I, sometimes reel over the fact that I can get um, downright mean to some people when they're not coming correct. Um, I have learned that, you know what? It's okay to be human just because you're an empath, just because you're kind and sensitive uh, doesn't mean you're not allowed to color outside of the line. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to, because that's where people force you to go. And so don't, you know, beat yourself up because you're not coming off like, some Zen master all the time. Um, I bet you those Zen masters never had to deal with modern society. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier living in the Himalayas in a robe, uh, looking at the birds and the cherry blossoms, living that life than having to live in the hustle bustle reality of capitalism in the West. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I, I tend to believe that we, we beat ourselves up and we give ourselves a hard time and we hurt each other and we're all divided by um, <clears throat> politics and religion and uh, race and uh, 
gender. And at the end of the day, you guys, um, sure, I get upset. And sure, I have to stick up for myself from time to time. But the truth is, the bottom line is that you have to learn to choose your battles and you have to find something in life, um, that baseline, that baseline of comfort, happiness, and dignity, and go there and stay there and stay in your own lane, stay in that space. And just because you get depressed one day or lose your shit one day doesn't mean that the day is ruined. It doesn't mean that you can't uh, dust yourself up, off and pick up the pieces and uh, <clears throat> salvage a bad day or salvage a bad moment. Uh, just like with this dentist, uh, if she calls me back and, and says, hey, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I have no problem making things right. Um, it's just that society people are bent. They're all caffeinated and they're all going crazy and they're all about their own lives and their own business and their own self-importance. And that can make us struggling people, us people with depression, us people who are having a hard time because the world's so mean, uh, feel hope and and feel like this world is worth living. And so um, realize that the world is made up of all kinds of people, big and small, uh, smart and dumb, uh, and crazy and sane. And uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you just have to ignore it. You know, there's no other way to say it. You have to learn to choose your battles <clears throat> and uh, just know that there's good people in the world. And, and yes, I get tired of uh, – and impatient that the podcast isn't growing faster, you know, but it's, it's been five months. Give yourself a break, Brian. I'm actually doing better than people who've been doing it for a couple of years. And that's, that's saying something that means that I must be doing something right. And so that's what it's all about is just being proud, being proud without being prideful, without being um, arrogant, uh, be humble, uh, show humility, um, but if somebody's mistreating you or mishandling you, um, if you don't have uh, the, the, the the language chops to stick it to them, uh, walk away. Simply walk away. You do not owe people an explanation. Um, and there are good, kind people everywhere if you look for it. And so if, if relationships aren't going well, walk away. Walk away. Doesn't matter. And if everybody thinks you're crazy but your mama, it's okay, man. You know, because at the end of the day, it's not what other people think about you that's important. It's what you think about yourself and your prosperity and your right to exist and your feelings matter. They matter. So that's what I have. I have more here, but um, <clears throat> I just, I wanted you guys to know that we're all fighting darkness. We're all fighting struggles. We're all fighting people. And every day, the more people, it's like mo money, mo problems. Sometimes it's mo people, mo problems. And, you know, and that's why I've learned uh, to, when I'm by myself in my house um, to appreciate it. Sure, I get lonely. Sure, I want to have a party. Sure, I want more festivity and I want more lightness of heart. And, you know, and that's what really gets me the most about society is how darn depressing and boring and grueling <clears throat> it's all getting. Like we've lost our good cheer. We've lost our kindness. We've lost our um, sense of fun and uh, just, you know, life can feel mighty dull and mighty dark and mighty oppressive. And um, I, I, I just think the best way to deal with that, you guys, is to in your own heart, uh, in your own life, with your friends and with your family, celebrate the good times 
Make it mean something. Celebrate your joys. Celebrate your achievements. And ignore the fact that the world is a bunch of miserable fucks out there. They are. People are miserable. And misery loves company. So please, try to learn to ignore it. Because it's it's easy for us empaths. It's easy for sensitive people to get really, really upset about things that really we shouldn't get upset about. You know, and I could sit here and reel about the way my doctor's treating me. And I could sit here and be like super upset about the way that my dentist office treated me and handled things. Um, fuck it, man. <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of life. And so take care of yourself, make good decisions, eat good, but not so good that you're not enjoying yourself. Um, exercise, but don't get to the point where if you miss one workout, you're beating yourself up, you know, that's, that's addictive behavior. And while, um, a lot of people look really beautiful and healthy on Instagram, uh, in their real life, they're probably dealing with some serious in- insecurities, some serious mental health problems. And, um, so don't assume that those beautiful people out there or those wealthy people out there, uh, somehow got this great, beautiful life and you don't, um, realize that life and physics is the great equalizer. We're all the same. We all put our legs, uh, we all put our pants on one leg at a time, and we all suffer from the same uh, woes, rich or poor, black or white, religious or atheist. Uh, we're all dealing with the same problems. And if somebody's getting to you and you don't want to deal with it, walk away. You don't owe people an explanation. You don't owe people anything. The only thing you owe in this world is you owe your mama a set of gratitude. <laughs> your mama and your spouse. <laughs> Those are the ones that matter, and everybody else is tertiary to that. That doesn't mean mistreat them. Um, we should appreciate our friends, but when they're not calling and not coming around, hey, fuck them, man. You know, you don't know them. I have a friend who's always holding me to that standard. Well, you haven't called me in two months. Yeah, neither have you, if you've noticed. And so, you know, you just have certain friends who can't get over shit. They like to run and dominate uh, the friendship and they like to think they're smarter than you, better than you. Uh, you go on Facebook. I've got this guy and I like him a lot, but he's always talking about himself. Me, 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 me. And I don't mean like talking about his feelings. I mean, talking about how great he is, talking about how this he is and that he is. And even when you mention things to him, it's like back to me. Back to me, but me, you know, it's like, like we should all be comfortable talking to each other about ourselves and about our problems. But one of the biggest things I learned in writing is don't make it about yourself. Make it about others. People are inherently self-centric and that doesn't necessarily mean they're selfish. They can be, and they are sometimes, but um, people don't want to hear about you. They want to hear about themselves. <laughs> Um, and <clears throat> that's what all this is for is, yes, I talk about me, but it's so that you can understand what I go through as a sensitive so you can apply it to your life. Because I don't think we're all that different. At the end of the day, uh, we all get insecure. We all get impatient. We all lose our zeal for life. Um, and it can get just so damn hard to find our smile. And today I'm having one of those days, but talking to you guys kind of helped, kind of helped. And we'll see how I feel after this. But um, I I feel like, um, yeah, it'll all be okay. Allow yourself to have 
off days, filler days, um, and allow yourself off the hook when you've mistreated someone or you haven't acted perfectly. Um, when you owe someone an, an apology, man up and apologize. But if you don't believe you owe someone an apology because of the way they treated you, hey, don't apologize when you're not sorry. Don't do it, man. Um, it's kind of like NCIS, uh, Gibbs, you know, he says, never apologize, you know, and while I don't agree with that entirely, the point he's making is that we all, when we apologize to others, we are giving them power. We're giving them the moral power over us to be better, to be superior. They are now in control of the situation. Now they can emotionally manipulate you because you've admitted uh, fault. You've admitted defeat. You've admitted uh, inferiority in that circumstance. And so uh, while I do believe there's a time and place to apologize to people, don't apologize to people when you don't need to. Um, I know it's easy to do because we get into the habit of it. Um, do apologize to people who deserve it, but don't apologize to people just because they've made you lose your cool. They deserved it probably. You know, when nice, kind, introverted, uh, empathic people lose their shit, there's usually a good reason. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to another episode. Um, we will be back one more time. Uh, this show is all about empaths. It's all about the paranormal. It's all about cryptids. It's all about mental health and life and robust living despite our mental health problems, despite our financial hardships. And so I like to get into the weeds about a lot of things that a lot of people don't want to talk about because it's uncomfortable or it's quote unquote negative, but it's, there's nothing negative about addressing real life problems with real life solutions. And so hopefully your friends and the people that know you will realize that you're not trying to be negative. You're simply trying to uh, find clarity in a world full all of chaos. So that's what it's all about. Anyways, I want you guys to know that I am here for you. Uh, if you need uh, some advice, reach me on uh, uh, social media at Chef Bry Comedy or just simply search Surviving Empathy Podcast. And thanks again for uh, l- allowing me to have a-, a bad day, to rant a little, to um, you know talk a little lower and slower than I usually do. Uh, I think I perked up there at at a certain point, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm impatient. I think the world is not a very nice and not a very, uh, not always a very, um, equal or very, um, functional place. And, uh, it can get you down and you lose your patience. And, uh, I, I'm so ready for the next level of success. I want to make more money. I want, uh, to, to be surrounded by, uh, you know, uh, elders of a gentle race, you know, my, my empath tribe. I want to be um, a life where I have a better car and a better house. <laughs> I'm impatient and I'm growing bored of our culture because it's oppressive. So if you're feeling that way, come on over to uh, my social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on um, Instagram, mostly Instagram. I'm trying to grow my Twitter and uh, uh, Facebook. Eh, I don't like that guy Zuckerberg. I don't like the way they run things. It's like they're trying to police us as a society. And I don't like when uh, corporations try to have this moral uh, superiority over us simply because of the language we choose to use. That's not right. They have no right to police us. 
They are not our mommies and daddies. They are not the police. And they are not in the moral right. So I have a problem with Facebook, but I'm there. And if that's what you have, come on over and message me. Um, that's what I got, guys. And uh, I'm trying to keep it real for you guys. I want you guys to get something good from this. Um, it, it helps me, but I want it to help you. That's what it's all about. So we'll see you next time. We've got one more for the week. And then um, uh, we're going to get into a bunch more topics about uh, ghosts and about um, just various uh, paranormal things and various empath things. I want to make another show specifically for empaths out there uh, that goes into a lot of granular detail about blocking and filtering. So that'll be coming up soon. But guys, thank you so much for joining me again on Surviving Empathy. And uh, I love you. Uh, don't lose that smile. Keep your chin up and know that you got a friend in me. And uh, you got a lot of friends out there, I'll bet you, if you just look in the right places. And for those people and things that aren't uh, serving your soul, drop it, man. Drop it like a bad habit. You don't need it in your life. Thank you again. We'll see you next time. Have a good day.